Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 22, verses 47 through 53. This is the arrest and betrayal of Jesus, which is parallel in Mark 14 and Matthew 26. We actually did a devotion on that Matthew 26 passage, verses 47 through 56, episode 577 of the Daily Dose Devotions. And if you want to go back and listen to that, it'll give you a little bit different perspective on this same event. This parallel in Luke is different enough from Matthew and Mark's accounts that I decided to go ahead and do a devotion here as well. And before we dive into that, I want to say thank you to the family leader. They are the 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion, and we are most thankful for the family leader's support. Verse 47, while Jesus was still speaking, there came a crowd and a man called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. Now, if you remember, they are in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is after the Lord's Supper. Jesus has just been exhorting his disciples to wake up. They had fallen asleep. Stop sleeping and pray that you may not enter temptation. So as he's still saying these things, here comes Judas and some other people who are with him. Continuing on, he drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers, of the temple and elders who had come out against him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. That very last that very last sentence, but this is your hour and the power of darkness is only recorded in the book of Luke. I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. But before that, a couple other comments. First of all, a couple devotions ago in episode 773, Luke 22, 35 through 38, Jesus told his disciples to go by a sword. We talked about what that may have meant and how it's my belief that Jesus said that they should buy a sword to defend themselves because hostility was going to come upon them for their association with Jesus, a level of hostility that they had not before then been accustomed to and they need to be prepared to defend themselves. We also said in that devotion that the reason Jesus wants his disciples to have sword is not so that they can go on the offensive as if we're going to take this message of the kingdom to the world by forcing people with swords to submit to it to fall in line with it, to believe it. And at the end of the day, we don't know exactly why he said, go get a sword in that text. Just like we don't know exactly why he said enough of this after Peter, whose name isn't used in this text, but we find out in John that it was Peter who cut off Malchus's ear, Malchus being the name of the servant of the high priest, whose ear was cut off. We don't know exactly why Jesus said no more of this. Did he say, don't use your sword this way just in this one instance? Or was he saying, don't use your sword at all. I know some pacifists have used this text to suggest that Jesus is making a once and for all statement about using your sword in a physical altercation, but the fact is we don't exactly know the scope of or the degree to which we should apply what Jesus is saying in this one circumstance to other circumstances or across the board. And this verse gives us a great example of how you can't just pull something out of context, a few words or a verse in scripture and make some kind of broad application without more support 
pervert from other parts of Scripture. We need to use all of Scripture to apply and to understand all of Scripture. There are no contradictions, and so if it says this here, but it says something different there, there must be a nuanced way that we can understand this. And that certainly applies to this scenario with Jesus telling Peter to put his sword back. Obviously, it's incredible, and it would have left an indelible mark on Malchus that Jesus heals the ear right there. It's almost included in the narrative as an afterthought, but that's a significant, significant thing that would have been incredibly impactful for the people who were there, not the least of which was the guy whose ear was cut off. Jesus then turns the corner and says, hey, listen, guys, where were you at when I was speaking in the temple day after day? You didn't lay hands on me then. And Jesus is saying a couple things there. One, he's saying, I never tried to hide what I'm doing. In broad daylight, I went to the temple and I taught these truths. You had many, many opportunities to get me then, and you didn't get me then, which might cause us to ask the question, then why did they go get him at this time instead of all those other times that they had a chance to do it? And Jesus kind of answers that question at the very end of this text. He says, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. It shouldn't be lost on us that this was done under the cover of night. So there's literal darkness, but I think Jesus is alluding to something far deeper and more significant. And that is that, first of all, you remember that Jesus is the light. He said, I'm the light of the world. And so by referring to the power of darkness, which is the opposite of light, Jesus is alluding to spiritual forces which are at work in this moment. And in saying that this is your hour, I think it implies that this is happening now because this time has been given to the darkness. The power that was given to the darkness at this time was to oppress the light for a time. It doesn't make what Judas did right. It doesn't make the Jewish leaders who've been after him justified. It doesn't make the fact that the sinless son of God was hung on the cross any less egregious. But the fact of the matter is that even on this dark night where darkness reigned for a time, it was all under the authority of God's sovereign plan. It was all right in line with his redemptive plan for humanity. In order to get Jesus to the cross, to get sin adequately punished, to get a perfect sacrifice sufficiently made, which would culminate in the resurrection of Christ and the salvation of countless people who would put their faith and trust in him, in order for all that to happen, the power of darkness had to have its way for a time. And for those of us who know Jesus Christ, who are called according to his purpose, this gives us great hope because we have dark days and dark moments in our lives. And we can trust just as God was active through darkness, then he's active in darkness now, still accomplishing his good and perfect will, even when it's hard to see, even when we feel defeated, even when we face tragedy and hardship beyond measure. I know that gives me a lot of hope. I trust it does you as well. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.